25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. All right, let's go. Off and running in hour two of the show. Welcome in. If you're just tuning in, howdy. If you stuck around from hour one, at a boy or at a girl. Appreciate you tuning in, however you're doing that. In the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance. All 82 counties across the great state of Mississippi have hometown heroes right there ready to serve you. Farm Bureau Insurance agents. Many times, oftentimes, from right there. That's their hometown. Certainly their home state. Farm Bureau. Offices in Jackson. That's who you deal with. People right here at home. It's the way it should be. It's the way it is at Farm Bureau. And also, we stay connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi, C Spire. Customer inspired. You need to check it out. I told you about it yesterday, but the C Spire Health app it's really a neat idea, uh, just such a cool thing. Minor health issues, ailments. We're not talking about you got a broken leg. We're talking about you got a cold, you're sick, you're running fever, not really sure. You know, you feel bad, you got a headache, you know, migraines, different things like that. You know, so minor health issues. With the C Spire Health app, you don't have to get in the car. You don't have to drive half an hour You don't to a doctor's office, sit in there and wait for an hour to see somebody with the C Spire Health app. And once you've signed up, you open it up on your phone and you are video chatting. You have a video chat, a video conference with a medical professional at University Medical Center in Jackson. Nurse practitioner or someone like that. You talk to them. They ask you a million questions. You answer those they help you and in many cases can diagnose you, can take the next step, and it might even be going ahead and prescribing something right there over the phone. $29 a visit for C Spire customers. That's the copay. Takes a advantage of the fact that, you know, 70%, they say 70% of emergency room visits aren't necessary. Check it out, cspirehealth.com and download the C Spire Health app. Ross Dellinger, Sports Illustrated, coming up in two minutes. First, on the text line at 885-ESPN, Nick says, do you think Mississippi State will pursue a sitting head coach instead of going the coordinator route again since expectations have risen so dramatically with the MSU fan base? Uh, sitting head coach, I think that's always the preference. But, you know, you can't always just go hire a sitting head coach. A lot of coordinators are... Qualified and ready to go, just need a chance. So you got to figure all that out. RJ from Alpharetta. He texts the show and he says, Matt, this is a good day for MSU. 
Moorhead will be fine coaching in the Northeast. I don't think he's head coach material. His offensive execution was putrid. Had he played KT, maybe he would still be employed today. That is from RJ in Alpharetta, Georgia. Listening online. You can stream it online, by the way, every day live at thezone1059.com if you choose. Ghost Texter says, I have a greater respect for John Cohen after listening to him today. This move had to be made now after what all has happened, and it's not just about wins and losses, he says. He goes on to say, I can't imagine the process taking long in announcing a new coach. You never know. The last one didn't take long. It was really quick. Uh, unnamed Texter says, Hail State from an alumnus in Atlanta, Georgia. Like your show, Matt. Thank you very much. Give us a name, if you will. We'll put your name in here so that we know what to say to you and what to call you the next time you listen and text the show. How about that? All right. More text coming your way, but now we're going to flip it over to the Divini Equipment phone line. Friend of the show does an excellent job. One of the guys who broke the news overnight and into this morning that Mississippi State was indeed making a coaching change and firing Joe Moorhead. He is Ross Dellinger from Sports Illustrated. You can follow him on Twitter right there. See it on my screen? At Ross Dellinger. Spell out his name. And he's on your radio right now. Ross, did you get any sleep? <laughs> uh, a few hours. Uh Maybe two to six a.m. So Animal. about four hours or so. Uh, hopefully tonight I'll I'll maybe get uh, a little a little more sleep. Yeah, Ross, do you um, do you sit here right now? Having we know the direction they're going. At this point, yesterday, twenty four hours ago, how close were you to being a hundred percent sure this was going to happen? Or, or did you still have a ways to go at this point yesterday? Yeah, at this point yesterday, I had a little ways to go. Because um, I was, you know, hearing the same things uh, from some of the same people yesterday as I did the day before the Egg Bowl, mm. in the day of the Egg Bowl, leading up to the Egg Bowl. So it was a lot of the same stuff. And um, as you know, and probably a lot of your listeners, you know, after the Egg Bowl, uh, John Cohen met with um, Joe Moorhead, and you know they talked about the future, and the future with him as coach. Everything was all good, you know. And so when you start getting stuff that is similar to to what happened a month ago, you start kind of well, you know, we all know how that ended a month ago, so maybe this is going to end the same way. So yesterday afternoon, um, there was a similar uh, feeling by me, you know. I think, I think late last night uh, was probably um, when I, I realized that it, this was going to happen today. I, I, was, I probably, uh, you know, went to sleep at you know ninety percent sure that it was going to happen this morning, knowing that, that John Cohen and, and Joe Moorhead were set to meet this morning. So I was, I was probably ninety nine five percent sure. But, but um, as a reporter, uh, as you know, Matt, got to be a hundred percent sure and. Uh, I wasn't that until obviously this morning when it actually did happen. Mm. And uh, so now here we are. Right. So uh, Ross Dellinger, Sports Illustrated on your radio. Ross, do you think that word got out and was confirmed and stuff 
reporting this morning that the firing happened before they were able to actually tell Joe about it? Or do you think he knew? Uh, that's a great question. I, I, um, I don't know the answer. Uh, you know, I, um, I have a feeling based on some things I've heard this morning that it probably began to leak out, uh, you know, first from Brett McMurphy and then myself, um, while the meeting was happening. Okay. Um, okay. If I had to guess, that's, that's what, uh, uh, that's what, Kind of my understanding is that 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 is what happened. Okay. Um, so I would think going into that meeting, you know, Joe. There's one thing about Joe Moorhead. I know he, in in, in, in <laughs> it's not necessarily a positive thing for coaches, but he does read a lot and see a lot. And I would assume that he woke up this morning or went to bed last night or whatever um, with the idea that he may be he may be fired uh, in the morning. So he may have well known. Maybe what was coming. Sure. Ross, one of the names that has popped up everywhere, I'm always curious. It's it's interesting to me how like how names get attached to certain coaching searches and, and how that happens when people that are doing it are trying to be secretive. But the one name in this case that is always attached to this opening is Billy Napier at Louisiana, uh, Louisiana Lafayette, as it were. What do you what do you think the um, how does that strike you and what do you think about just speculating on that possible marriage how does it look to you Well you're right you know there's always when, when something like this happens even before a decision is made um, there's names that kind of filter out and you kind of ask yourself um, how how do these names come out and I think a lot of it's just Honestly, it's not just fans, it's us in the media just kind of throwing out, um, you know, names that are connected to someone in the school or even if offhand hurt somebody at the school or even mentioned it. They're not necessarily names that um, are coming from people who are making the decisions mm-hmm. uh, at the school. And, uh, and you know, the, I think what will happen is eventually um, those names will, uh, they'll, 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 be a group of them that um, will come out more serious and smaller group and at that point is 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 when you you know you kind of narrow things down a little bit there but like right now it just feels so early um in this whole thing and i think people are just kind of and, and myself included again just just throwing out names of people who are either interested in the job or somehow connected to the state or the school um maybe natural fits for the job um you know, I know a lot of names I've seen out there, and again, myself included, putting them out there, like Gene Chizik and this this guy up at the Patriots, Joe Judge, and Larry Fedora. Those guys have expressed privately interest in the job specifically. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't mean the school's interested in them, uh, but it, it does. Those guys have expressed interest. Um, there's probably a lot of people interested in the Mississippi State job. That's what's so difficult about all these names coming out you know and then there are other group of names like billy i think it may be um that you originally asked me about who uh isn't necessarily in that group that has yet at least expressed privately um in interest but clearly there are people in Mississippi state i think that are interested in he just makes a little more sense you know than a lot of candidates and uh you know billy plays a bowl game on monday 
uh, in Mobile. And uh, so that should be interesting to watch this, this all this weekend and through Monday. He just signed a new contract extension uh, with the Cajuns, but that, as you know, as you know, Matt, uh, contracts nowadays don't mean a thing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there, there. I don't think there was any extra added buyout in that, and even if there was, it was probably going to be pretty small. Uh, these, these contracts now don't don't mean much at all, and um, so I wouldn't read into that too much. But it did just happen; it was released by. Uh, you know, we reported it yesterday morning. It was really released by the school later. Um, but there's a long list of names, you know. You keep on going through <laughs> through all these lists that you see on social media and, and wherever. And I don't know, like I said, just just kind of guesses. But we'll 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 know soon enough. A smaller, more serious, private group. Right. You mentioned Gene Chiswick. How 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 confident are you that he wants to get back into coaching? Pretty confident. You know, I can't say that I said here. I, talk to uh, Gene directly, but there, there's enough stuff out there from other coaches in the agent world uh, where clearly Gene uh, wants to return to the field. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think that is, I'm pretty confident in saying that. And, you know, I, um, uh, I, I don't know that um, Mississippi State is the right fit for, Gene Chizik. I don't know that it's not. Um, you know, his overall record, I don't have it in front of me. Um, it was, I looked it up this morning. That, it was even 500. Uh, it was 38 and 38. <laughs> yeah, so you're going you're gonna to have a lot of pushback probably from certain people. Just like when he was hired by Auburn, now his record was much worse then. It was like 5 and 19, I believe, when Auburn hired him from Iowa State. But you're still going to hire, uh, you're going to have some pushback from people. Um, who are going to say, you know, the only good year that he had in his coaching career as a head coach was with Cam Newton. And, uh, they'd be right, you know, so you're, you, it's, it's, you know, it would surprise me just a little bit if, um, if John were to make that move. But uh, at the same time, again, he's one of a group of guys that pretty clearly he's, you know, interested in the job. Sure. Ross Dellinger on your radio right now from Sports Illustrated. You guys, uh, he's one of the folks that broke this news. He will be covering the search. He will have the news when that does eventually culminate. So if you're listening and you don't, I encourage you to follow him on Twitter, at Ross Dellinger, two L's in there, at Ross Dellinger. So, Ross, looking back on Moorhead's two years, do you, um, along the way, in in those two years, twenty six ball games. If you had to say in in your in your eyes as you follow the team, a point when you went, uh oh, th- th- this thing could be in trouble. How early in those twenty six games do you think that might have happened for you? Mm, well, you know, for me personally, I think I went uh oh earlier this season. Uh, losing at home at Kansas State. That, mm-hmm. that was probably my uh-oh moment. Uh, however, I think a lot of other people had an uh-oh moment uh, much earlier, um, including, you know, last year, the Kentucky game, the Florida game, those back-to-back games there, uh, that that state loss. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but for me, yeah, it was early in the season. You know, I talked to um, 
a staff member that, uh, on the Cajun staff, actually, that um, uh, Mississippi State opened the season with, you know, winning, I think, by 10 points down there in the Superdome. And um, they said to me, and I specifically remember the quote, Mississippi State is going to have problems this year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that person kind of nailed it. You yeah. know, they, they, they saw the weaknesses. There were some weaknesses there. And, uh, and then after hearing that and then watching the Kansas State game, it became pretty evident to me that, um, things were not moving in a, in a good direction there. And, uh, you know, I, I thought there was going to be, and I, I think, uh, people have said this and I think it's probably okay, you know, for me to kind of say now, but I, you know, if, if, if Mississippi State had lost the Egg Bowl, Joe Moorhead was going to be fired. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just <clears throat> delayed. A little bit, you know, you get that good euphoric feeling from a big win over your rival. And, uh, John Cohen and, and, and you know, Mark Keenum decided to, you know, it was not a time after that game to, to make the decision. They didn't, I don't think they planned to make the decision. Uh, but over the course of the last month, you know, there's some things, as John said during his press conference, that happened not just on the field. Yes, they laid the egg in the, in the bowl game a little bit there, up 14 nothing, and then, and then losing by 10, but um, also, you know, the off-the-field stuff, and it wasn't just that fight and practice involving the quarterback, but uh, in a linebacker, it was, uh, it was, uh, you know, I think five seniors, I believe, missed the first bowl practice, just didn't show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's issues like that that uh, I think had administrators second-guessing themselves and ultimately leading to this point. And you know, Ross, a um, little speculating here, but in some hierarchies, administration above a head coach, maybe that falls flat. But but at State, when your AD is a former baseball coach who coached a team to a national championship, uh, well, series, finished runner-up, and the president of the school is a former football player, okay, who played in the Mississippi Junior College system where if you miss a practice in JUCO – they may never find your body. You know what I'm saying? That kind of thing. And they understand the weight of the lack of discipline. I, I think maybe that factored into why they go ahead and make this change. You think I'm crazy? No, I think it was a huge point of emphasis. And John Cohen really got it across I think, in that press conference. At one point he said, you know, we're a blue-collar, competitive, hard-nosed football team. Uh, speaking about historically, you know, we had, quote, we have to outwork other people. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that was a, uh, a, a subtle message about the state of the team right now in the mm-hmm. program. You yep. know, it just lacked a discipline. Um, it lacked a, uh, that, just that kind of blue, blue-collar, go-to-work, uh, mentality. You know, Mississippi State is not, and it's just, it's, it's the truth. And you look at the recruiting work, he's just not going to be talented enough to line up in, in beat other teams, um, like the LSU, the Auburn, the Alabamas of the world, um, let alone teams like Kansas State, as we talked about making a lot of mistakes, whether it be penalties or Mr. Siren, stuff like that. Um, so they have to be really disciplined. I mean, the teams do, you know, they have to be, really disciplined. You saw that from a lot of Dan Mullen's teams, you know. Um, you saw the culture of 
that that blue collar outworking everybody. Um, John, I think, got that across pretty well in, in his press conference that the uh, the state of the program was such culturally uh, that change was was necessary necessary uh, just out of uh, discipline, mm-hmm. you know, in general. Yep. I mean, you know, uh, throw out the wins and losses. Um, just out of that, that in general. But I'll say, and I wrote it in a column just posted on SI.com, uh, but, you know, if Joe, Joe Moorhead and, and Mississippi State win the Egg Bowl, or win the, uh, win the Music City Bowl, he, he's probably still coach right now. And that's just kind of <laughs> how it works, you that's know? Right. But, but, uh, when you don't, and you have all these other problems, uh, you, you get fired. That's it. Hey, Ross, um, good to talk to you. Appreciate your time. Great coverage, and we're going to keep watching you like a hawk because we know you'll have the next piece of news. Thanks, buddy. (laughs) All right, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you. Ross Dellinger, Sports Illustrated. Just getting started, Hour 2. Get your phone calls and your texts next. In the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Back on the show. I'm Matt. A tweet from Beaver. Beaver's sitting in today for Roger. I don't Roger's out, Beaver's in. We wished happy new year to Beaver earlier. Beaver, we hadn't had a chance for you to get a word in edgewise. I hope you're okay with that. Yeah. Totally fine. Your tweet says at MS Gridiron, left after his show, came back to the studio with delicious Wingstop for me, so he and I ate whilst listening to Radio Wyatt show. Chris claims this made up for all his past empty promises. But does it? Is this a new year? New Chris? <laughs> how, how far and like how are we going to know? Does he have to do it again for it to officially be a new year and a new Chris? Or is once enough? Well, that's why I posed that question, and I'm glad we got into this, uh, Matt, because I don't think you're privy to all of the empty promises. Oh, that's it. That he's made. Uh, he's been promising a fried turkey for like two years yeah. that I haven't seen. <laughs> but the biggest one, he once brought me cold French fries that he had clearly gotten out of the trash. Yeah. And he told me, oh, man, I just got these on the way here. 
He he, <laughs> he tried to feed me trash fries one time, Matt. So does this? I feel like I, that can't make up for trash fries. No, it, you can't. He's got he's got to bring in more food to make up for trash fries. No question about it. It's a good start, though. It is a good start. So thanks for all the tweets, including Beaver's tweet. All right, so um, I've got to locate the last text that we didn't get. To. <laughs> there are a million texts on this text line, and I've got a little time to try to get it all in, but I gotta, I, I have to get moving here. Let's see, we had listening from Colorado. We had Hale State from Alpharetta. Um, here we go. Let's let's just start in right here. Okay. Unnamed Texter said, Smoot as defensive backs coach would be amazing. Just because you can play does not mean you can coach. And I'm not saying he couldn't. I'm saying he probably could. I'm just saying people want to, you know, build that bridge automatically. It's two different animals. Okay. This is from Jinx. It makes me think of that cat on that movie, uh, the Ben Stiller movie, Meet the Parents, where they the in-laws had a cat named Jinxie. Anyway, Jinx says, uh, Matt, do you have a short list of coaches you would want? Then he asks about Mike McIntyre. He's a very good football coach, no question. We've talked about the list, and that, that thing's going to continue to just ebb and flow. And John Cohen said today in the press conference, if it didn't come from me, take it with a grain of salt. That was his advice on dealing with this coaching surge. Hook on the text line says, can Willie Gay and Garrett Schrader be on the same team next year if Willie Gay stays? Sure they can. Yeah, I mean, sometimes guys fight and they become best friends. Yeah, I mean, you never know. I mean, just a fight doesn't mean that you have this ongoing rivalry. True Maroon says, uh, do you think Schrader follows Joe? He did as a recruit. And that is a big question. If Schrader transfers out of there because of this, it does seem that you know, he's at State because of Joe Moorhead. Moorhead recruited him prior to taking the job, able to convince him to come after taking the job. And so if Schrader would have split, what situation are you in at a quarterback, you know, at the quarterback position? It, it could be Harry. I mean, it just depends. We don't know who's there and who's going to be competing. We have to kind of let that play out. Bigglesworth on the text line said, uh, is it going to be on Facebook Live when they drag his Yankee out of here? <laughs> uh, taking a note from his post-game press conference. Ghost Texter says, uh, people close to Moorhead say he was given an ultimatum on assistant coaching changes, and he refused. Kind of like a situation with Cutcliffe. Could this be true? I doubt it very seriously. I don't think this is a deal where there was an ultimatum of you make these changes or we fire you. No, I'm not changing. Okay, well, you're fired. I, I just I think that's a rumor uh, with no truth to it. Rick says, could State get a guy like Dave Clawson? Dave Clawson at Wake Forest, very good coach. Built Bowling Green up, did a heck of a job. Took the Wake Forest job. They were, and now they're in bowl games every year, very competitive. Dave Clawson, a very good football coach. Not going to win a press conference, but I think he's, Absolutely, you know, if he's interested, then you make him a candidate. You talk to him. We're talking about Todd Grantham. A texture here reminds us that Grantham's son is a player on the baseball team at State, so he has ties to Mississippi State in a lot of ways. I said earlier, I really think a lot of Todd Grantham. I like him. I know he's bounced around like crazy throughout his career. Never really stayed in one place very long, but he's just the kind of, you know, old, older, old school, energetic, 
aggressive, mean, disciplinarian, fly around a million miles an hour at practice kind of guy that I think they need right now. So if you can get him back on campus, man, get him there. This says, have you seen a negative culture change since this leadership change with players off the field? There's just been way too little discipline. There's been a lack of it somehow, some way. That's true. And I think we had another question about Grantham leaving Florida. JR is bringing up Joe Judge. JR says Joe Judge was also with Saban in Alabama, I think. I'd have to look that up to confirm that. I don't know. Maybe. Bulldog Barney says, just throwing out more for you. Wipe the dust off Jeff Bauer, probably the winningest coach in Mississippi history. Brent Venables, Dave Aranda, Steve Sarkeesian, names that he is throwing out there. Everybody bringing up P.J. Fleck. That would be candidate 1A if it were possible, if you're asking me, but it doesn't seem possible, right? He just signed a big, fat, huge extension with Minnesota. I don't know. I mean, Ross told us that contracts don't mean a whole lot. So, you know, if you can get Flex's agent to pick up the phone, call him. He's that good of a football coach. Gator Nation says, sorry to text again, but don't forget, for you and Beef to make your predictions, I got us Texans, Seahawks, Saints. That's right. You know, you got games tomorrow. Um, two different games. Texans playing in the morning against the Bills, and then you got Titans, Patriots tomorrow night. Seems like it ought to be Patriots, but I hope it's an interesting game. I'll be pulling for the Titans. I'd rather see them win for sure. Um, and then, Alan, your text here says, uh, Matt, I knew from the time he got off the plane asking ring sizes we were in trouble. <laughs> and um, and All South Painting says uh, KT should have been a quarterback. Bulldog Bo in Memphis, the vocal minority of Bulldog fans on social media led to Jomo's doom, especially when a certain statewide show that used to be, and then he got cut off. Somebody offed Bulldog Bo in Memphis. (laughs) And here's the thing. No fan faction alone gets somebody hired or fired. Just remember I told you that. It's a fact. All right, here we go. Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and Jackson. Jeff, you are up first. Been hanging on for a little bit. What's up, Jeff? Hey, Matt. Hey, I, want, I tell you what I'm really impressed with is John Cohen. I'll tell you the reason why. I think he learned his lesson because he came out right after he hired uh, Moorhead and said, you know, I put a lot of stock in somebody's intellectual capabilities or something about intellect. Yeah. And I think you're seeing now you don't really need to have that intellect and play chess with them. You know, you need to have a little discipline. And, you know, he passed on Jeremy Pruitt. And he ended up at Tennessee. And you see, Jeremy's like me. He's not really a big intellectual. But he kind of got those boys playing hard. Right. Um, One thing that I want to ask is that Mississippi State, where would you rank it as for – I like John Cohen. And I think a lot of coaches come to a school – because of administration, and especially the AD. How do you think John Cohen's perceived around the country? And if that'll be a big factor on coaches coming to Mississippi State? I'll hang up a listen. Jeff, it's a good question. Um, the situation with who the boss is, is Im- important. It's uh, important to a lot of guys. Now, I would say that older coaches probably don't care as much. They've kind of seen it all, been there, done it all, and, the you know, they're like, I'll deal with it however it is. Uh, younger coaches, though, are going to check around and 
and pay pretty close attention to what the word on the street is about how a certain boss, a certain president, a certain AD, that kind of thing. Derek, on the uh, Divinity phone, got about a minute here. Derek, what's up? Hey, quick comment, man. We should have all seen this coming. Uh, Joe's first uh, pre-camp, he, uh, instead of spending all the time at the farm, he uh, took him to the water park. And last time I checked, champions weren't built on the slip and slide. <laughs> hey, listen, Derek, I know they did take one trip to the water park, but they didn't do any practicing at the farm and that kind of thing the way Mullen and them used to. What, I was listing off the mistakes that they made, You know, a list of mistakes that, in my opinion, they made that led to this. And one I left off, but I probably should have put on there, is there was a lot of practicing indoors during the heat of preseason camp where I think the reasoning was that it was so brutally hot that there was a fear that you weren't going to get enough out of the practice, like this law of diminishing returns type of thing. But, Derek, you, you and I know you can't do that. You have yeah. to take the approach, hey, well, the hotter the better, and deal with it. I got like I got like 20 seconds. Go quick. Yeah, one quick thing. I, lo- I know a lot of state fans aren't going to like this, but I think we need a coach that's going to kind of dial down the toxicity in the uh, Ole Miss-Mississippi State rivalry, too. Thanks for the call, Derek. Appreciate yeah. you, man. Call me anytime. 995-1059, the numbers, 995-1059. That's the Divini phone, a 601 number. Hit me up, would you? And all these texts, I'll try to get to as many as I can coming back. In the Farm Bureau studio, stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Back on the show. Turn your mic on, Matt. Back on the show in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team on the text line. White Denzel says, How much money would it take for the next state coach to get Aaron Feld as our strength and conditioning coach? Yeah, I don't know. What played at state uh, has been the Oregon strength and conditioning coordinator coach uh, for the last couple of years. Do your research. If that's him and he's interested, ask him what it would take. It's really, really, really important. Mason says, appreciate um, your reasoned insight. Happy New Year from Sharpsburg, Georgia. Thank you, Mason. Nick says, if Cohen hires Chiswick, I'll never step foot back in the junction again. (laughs) The man does not like Gene Chiswick. Uh, Bulldog Bill says, hey, Matt, how about you? Oh, this was okay. He said, hey, Matt, John Cohen doesn't need to settle. He needs to get it right this time. I think Chris Peterson would be a great hire if he's interested. Chris Peterson, the former Boise State and Washington coach who's now retiring, he said, from Washington. But if he could, if he would, hire him. But he won't. He's retiring, I think, for good. I think he's just going to get out of it for a little while. 
That's what I think. Lots of text to get to. Still, we'll do that. First, though, on the Divinity Equipment phone, Chopper1 wants to chat it up a little bit. What's up, Chopper? Hey, Matt. Uh, Long-time season ticket holder for football, basketball, women's basketball, and uh, baseball. But uh, I received a survey by email. It was an extensive after-season survey. Uh, and I imagine it was sent to both of the season ticket holders. And one of the, the questions was, were you planning on re- renewing your season tickets? The uh, responses were either yes, no, or maybe. Hmm. I'm guessing that a lot of those responses may have been no or maybe, hmm. and that may have had something to do with it. How about that? Chopper, is that something you get every year, like an email survey? After every game, you just get a brief one, but this was a, a year in, and it was probably, I'm thinking it was uh, either 12 or or, or uh, 15 questions that required responses, and that the, the season ticket uh, response was, I think, uh, one of the big ones that okay. they were interested in. Okay. Really interesting. Thanks for that. Okay. Thanks for that bit of okay. information. Thank you, Chopper. So the season, as a season ticket holder, he got an email with a survey at the end of the year. And one of the questions was, are you going to renew? Yes, no, or maybe. I wonder how many you know responses they got and what they were. We can only speculate. Um, Jason on the text line real quick says, I'm not concerned with Schrader. I thought Keaton was ready last year. He's played well with his chances. He says, I like Schrader, but I don't believe State is sunk if he leaves either. Yeah, I'd be as long as Keaton comes back and plays for whoever would be next, right? Tim says, what about Leach? I'd love to hear more stories. Hey, Mike Leach, who knows if it works out long term? We just know we'd have a real good time in the short term. At some point, he's going to put an offense on the field. He's going to throw it all over the field. And then, you know, every press conference is worth tuning in for. (laughs) That we would know. Fluffy says, a dark horse I would look at is Chris Winkie. Pedigree is better than it seems. Who's he an assistant for right now? I can't remember. The former Florida State quarterback. This says, Schrader just confirmed he is staying at Mississippi State. How did he do that? Twitter? Y'all let me know. Uh, Ghost Texter says, Corn is, what is, what, Cohen? What are you, I I can't even read this. Somebody tried to speak into their phone and it is really, really messed up. And finally, Jay in Baltimore says, Pat Forty's comments moments ago, quote, Mississippi State dragged Joe Moorhead's Yankee out of Starkville. Now the school should do the right thing and let those players out of their national letters of intent. He says, I say let the new coach meet with the kids, outline his vision, and give them the option after that. Look, if you make a coaching change after signing day, if someone asks for their release from the scholarship, I think you have to do it, don't you? I hate to say it. It's tough. You don't want it. If you're a state fan, you don't want that, but I'm afraid you don't have much of a choice. Fluffy says, don't hire Leach just for that offense. Save a few million and hire Hal Mummy. <laughs> Jim on the uh, Divinity Equipment phone. What's up, Jim? Hey, I've just got a couple of quick comments over here. I, I know where the, the first airplane ride from 
Mississippi State is going to. It's going to Lafayette, Louisiana. Okay. Well, let's Billy see Napier. that. Well, but here's the thing, Jim. They play in the bowl game in, where is it, Mobile? I think they're playing in Mobile uh-huh. on Monday. So well, maybe. Wherever, wherever, wherever Billy Napier is, I mean, that's okay. three years under Saban. Uh, he is he is maybe the best recruiter that Alabama has ever had, other than Saban himself. Uh-huh. But uh, you know, ten and three this year at Louisiana Lafayette. He's a young guy from mm-hmm. the South, under Saban. Mm-hmm. Uh, takes a losing program, and he's ten and three this year. Was seven and seven in his first year. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and he looks like he looks like he's from state. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, it, yeah. that's just. He's young, uh, he's dynamic, mm-hmm. uh, and they're going to need somebody. Uh, here, here's my other thing. is Texas A&M, the second youngest team in the league. They are going to be dynamite next year. Mm-hmm. 41 out of 44 players returning. Wow. Plus they started 39 uh, redshirt freshmen and true freshmen this year. Plus they have an excellent recruiting class. They are going to be heck to do. And this is from a guy... I'm from Ole Miss. I got a son at Ole Miss. Got one at Mississippi State, two at LSU, and one in graduate school in Nebraska. So, Dad Gum, uh, I'm kind of You raised a you raised a baseball team. Sounds like <laughs> part of one, but uh, <laughs> you know, I just but I, I love L- I love Ole Miss, and I and I I like State. But my wife got her PhD from there, and I got a son going there, and the two boys at LSU, they just I mean they're purple and gold all the way through. We went down and. Uh, all all the boys were at the LSU Ohio State game. Mm-hmm. How about that last week, Jim? But, uh, appreciate the I call, think, man. I don't. I, 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 what is your comment about Billy Napier? I mean, do you know much about him? Well, I've never met him. Um, a little bit of research. I researched his offense leading up to the first game because State was playing against them, and they've been they've been fun to watch. They, they really. They just had a knack for figuring out ways to get guys open and constantly keeping a defense off balance. State saw some of that, you know, in that first game. Um, but other than that, I don't know much, you know, just other than what I've heard. I like everything I've heard. Um, somebody did text in just now, Jim, and say that Baylor also wants Napier. And and then the texter said, if it comes, it's Bulldog Blitz who said, if it comes down to us or them, I don't yeah. see us getting him. Has has the Baylor job officially come open? I know that Rule was mentioned. No. Yeah, I mean he's he's still there no, for now. They're, 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 no, they're mentioning everybody today. Uh-huh. I mean, from Urban Myers to Oklahoma coach to I mean, I, I think the first choice would be the Oklahoma coach for Dallas. But uh, I mean, I don't know how you knock Urban Myers out of the, yeah out of the conversation. Uh, well, and, I mean, you know, if he's interested, it's just that. You know, nobody sees Urban Meyer taking a taking a Mississippi State job. I mean, it's well, it, put it this way, brother. If if Rule takes the thing, he's going to be like the third or fourth or fifth choice. Yeah, he's going to be what's he's going to be what's left what's left on the limb. Yeah, good stuff, Jim. Appreciate your All call, right, man. Bye. Thank you. Call me anytime. Uh, Fluffy on the text line. Moorhead had a top caliber headline grabbing coach. Waltz into his region on a hype train and didn't lose a recruit. That should still be applauded. Yikes, the bar is high. Here's what I said earlier. The things that you credit 
Joe Moorhead and his staff with, you have to credit them. And probably number one, yeah, okay, they you credit them, they won two Egg Bowls. Now it was bad Ole Miss teams they should have beaten. Um, a win like Auburn last year, you got to credit them for that. They They had to have it and they put it together and did it. The recruiting is really the thing. That's the biggest feather in their cap over the two years is three signing classes, three state straight top 25s. That's never been done before at the school. They did recruit well, no doubt. But the mistakes and everything, the, the lack of organization outweighs all that. And I went into that earlier, but they, they downplayed expect, expectations. Joe did some of that instead of just kind of embracing high expectations for the program, kind of tried to downplay that after it had taken a while to build it up. That was a huge mistake. And then, you know, well, the offense can't really work because of fits and you need discipline issues. And, you know, it's an offensive system and everybody's learning the system. Those were just some mistakes that all built up to outweigh the positive things that they did. Just the way it is. Good show today. I appreciate all the texts, the phone calls. Thank you so much for watching on Facebook and Twitter. If that's you, let's do it again tomorrow. Same time, same place. Well, that's wrong. It ain't tomorrow, is it? I told you, man. I'm all fouled up this holiday deal. Today is Friday. Tomorrow is Saturday, Matt. I will see y'all on Monday. Okay? See ya! You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.